Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, Recorded live. Thank you. 
Amen, amen. God bless the children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty, glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. We thank God once again for another privilege to be able to worship our Lord and Savior in spirit and in truth. We thank God for another beautiful and wonderful day that he has made. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled when it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Let us not get stuck in states that God is trying to take us past or get stuck in places that God is trying to move us on from. Um, looked at capital A in our outline. Why are you crying? Exodus fourteen fifteen, Exodus 5 and 8. Uh, we also looked at capital B in our outline, prepared for works. Please keep in mind that God wants you and I prepared for works, not just working, but prepared for works. Ephesians 2 and 10, Romans 9, 23, capital C, go on to maturity. This is a command. It's not a suggestion. Luke 8, 14, 1 Corinthians 2 and 6, and we've been looking today at your time. Your time. It's very important uh, concept because God is looking very closely and very carefully at how we use our time. Now, one thing the Lord immediately has in my spirit is God says that I have given you and I'm going to give each one of you, my children, enough time to do what I put you in the earth to do. Always keep in mind that God has given you and I enough time and he's going to give us enough time to do what he has put us in the earth to do. Now, if we don't use the time wisely or we don't, you know, we choose to do other things than what he put us here for. Then what we have done is we have wasted or squandered time and we've squandered our time and God is not pleased with that. So keep in mind that, that the time that you and I have in this life is very precious. It cannot be replaced. And God has given us just enough to do what we need to do. We looked at Genesis 18 and 10. We're going to look briefly at Haggai chapter 1 verse 2. Haggai. Chapter 1, verse 2, from the New International Version, our scripture reads, This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Once again, Haggai, chapter 1, verse 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Capital D in our outline, your time, your time. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today for another day. We appreciate you, Father, for who you are, what you mean to us, which is everything. We couldn't do anything without you, Father, but through you, we can do all things. We appreciate you. We reverence you. Please pause this evening to give you glory and honor and praise. Pray, Father, that you'll use these earthly mouths, earthly bodies, earthly eyes, hands, feet to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. As you do these things for us, Father, we will be very careful to continue to praise you, worship you, and to give you all glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer we count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Your time, your time. We see here in Haggai chapter 1, one of my favorite chapters in the scripture as this chapter deals with God's people being sent back from exile to rebuild God's temple now you want to understand that the name Haggai he was a prophet during the exile while King Darius was the uh, Persian king. Uh, his name means my holiday. He was a prophet during the second building of the temple. 
Now, uh, some of his contemporaries were Zechariah and Malachi. And he prophesied after the Jews returned from Babylonian captivity. Now, what is going on in Babylon? The Jews have been taken there because of their sin. But God touched the heart of the king. The king allowed them to go back and uh, with the uh, express purpose of rebuilding God's temple. But they did just like many of us do. You know, once God relent from the punishment, you know, in other words, God done restored you, you know, God done, you know, God had to get you for something crazy you were doing. Now he, he's restored you. He's got you back, you know, and and you go right back to your same craziness again. Shouldn't be like that, but that is a part of this human condition. Why God, this is why the only way that you and I are going to be able to make it is that we not operate in our human condition. We have got to operate in the spirit condition because the flesh will go right back to its nonsense. As soon as the beating stop and flesh feel like it's got some more breathing room, it go right back to the same foolishness. Oh, man, we, oh, we, we, yeah, the Lord can tell you all kind of things as long as he's beating you, as long as he chastises you. You mess around, you beat children. They'll be hollering, I'll stop. I won't never do it no more. You right, Daddy. I'm wrong. Never again. I promise. You mess around, you stop, and Joe could go right back out to the school and start the same foolishness again. Same thing some of us do in the body of Christ. Yeah, Lord, if you just if you just give me this promotion, I, I, I'll give like I'm supposed to give. Lord, if you just let me get this job again, I promise I'm going to be faithful in my... Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you get restored. These people had gotten themselves back to Jerusalem. Promise the Lord, we're going to rebuild the temple for you. Yes, Lord. We're going to fix it up. We're going to get it just right. We're going to do just, just like you just like you want it, Lord. Yes. Let us come out from underneath these Persians. Let us come out from underneath these Babylonians. Lord, we're going to do good. I promise. Lord, we promise. We, we're going to do real good. And just as soon as they got back good. They got one and two. These people say the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be now they were going to do it when they were suffering they had they had plenty of time then but now faced with and see here's the thing here's the thing and God is just kind of dealing with me on this right now doing what God say versus suffering normally people will pick doing what God say because we, we don't be wanting to suffer but then doing what God say versus what we want to do when we're not suffering, that's where the challenge come in. Oh, man, you, you go have an altar call now in hell. Let God stop the punishment of hell for a minute. Go down in hell and have an altar call. Say, look, every one of y'all that want to get saved now so that you don't have to come go back to hell, uh, uh, come to the altar right now. And watch nobody, watch nobody remain in their seat or, or in, their, in their whatever. Everybody coming. Why? Because the choice between doing what God say and suffering, that's normally an easy choice. But when it comes down to doing what God say versus what your flesh like, that's where the challenge comes in. When they were suffering, yeah, Lord, we'll fix your temple. We'll, we'll be faithful. We'll do right. We'll do good. But now that restoration has come. Now that you can build up your little house, now you can panel your house and fix it like, because that's what the people were doing. And now we don't have, all of a sudden now we don't have time for the Lord no more. If you may listen out there, if you mess around, if you get any, anything you got going in your life where you don't have time for God no more, that's not a gift from God. Anything that you got going, I don't care whether it's a job, I don't care whether it's school, I don't care whether it's a, a, a relationship, I don't care whether it's a club, and where you don't have time for God no more, that's not, a, that's not from God. 
That endeavor is not from God. Because the gifts and the blessings that God gives us, he, he, he always going to give them to us with time for him. With time for him. This is what the Lord says. The people say, so God said, Robert, we already have a conflict. God said, just deal with that for a minute. We open up in verse 2 with this is what the Lord Almighty says. Then we go down a little bit further and we see these people say. So we see that there's a conflict between what God has to say and what these people have to say. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? You need to understand that throughout your life, there will be a conflict between what God has to say and certain what certain folk have to say. Now, what you've got to learn how to do and what I have got to learn how to do and we have to learn how to do collectively as Christians is to filter out the noise. In other words, whatever these people have to say that is contrary to what the Lord Almighty said, we got to filter that nonsense out because what that will do is get us killed. What, listening to these people, listening to that nonsense will get us sent right straight to hell. You better learn how to filter out the difference between what the Lord says and what these people say. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Now, see, this is how democracy can get you in trouble. Because if you were to take a straw poll in Jerusalem at this time, all in favor of rebuilding the temple, now, everybody hand down. All in favor of, of, of waiting until later to rebuild the temple, everybody hand go up. Because that's what these people were saying. But that's not what God was saying. So it's not the majority. See, the majority is not God. The premise behind democracy is the majority is always right. No, no, no. The majority, that makes the majority God. What if the majority, what if 80, what if 84% of white folk in this country got together black folk, we're going to put y'all back in slavery? Oh, uh, got your chest swollen up now. What's your swollen up for? What are you chest swollen up for? We got all that iron for. What if our white brothers and sisters came together, secret meetings, and said, look, you know, we'll try having these black folk out of freedom and that doggone thing tearing up the inner cities and killing one another over a pair of Air Jordan Timmy shoes and shooting one another. Oh, we put them on back in slavery. Yeah, that sounds good. And 84% decided that that's the right thing to do. How would that make you feel? Wouldn't like it too much. Why? Because you know it's not right no matter how many people say so. Well, that's what we got to understand about God. No matter how many people get together and decide whatever, if it's contrary to what God has said, it's not right. Make a mistake about it. But I want to let our black brothers and sisters know that we're not the only ones that have experienced it. So it's not like we've got exclusive rights to the slavery experience. There's a whole lot of other groups of folk that can talk about the slavery experience. You had white brothers and sisters here in this country that were indentured servants, just about like slaves. You had slaves in Africa. You had slaves in, the Jews were slaves. You had all kinds of groups, different groups of people that had to be slaves. We want to act like, uh, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just so terrible for us. It's terrible for anybody. What we say this topic is, when it's time to what? Move on? Let's move on. Time to move on. Bible says, then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Now, I love that. So here we've got a conflict. we got these people saying what? One thing. you got the Lord saying another thing. And this is the kind of environment that God loves to send his prophets. Because God likes to send his prophets into environments where the people have gathered them little selves together and is saying something real, real hard and real, real strong and believing that message real, real hard and real, real strong, and God will send his prophets in with a totally different message. You see, that's why prophets, they got to be, be kind of tough. They got to be kind of tough uh, uh, spiritually. They got to be kind of tough 
solically, and, they, and a lot of times they need to be tough physically. Get yourself sawed in half. Get yourself hung on a cross. Get yourself exiled on an island somewhere. Because God is going, as a prophet of the Most High God, you need to be prepared to be sent in with a message that is going to be just as contrary to your generation as you can find. The Bible says, then the word of the Lord, what? Came through. Came through. Now, now this is beautiful here because it didn't just come to the prophet. See, Bible doesn't just say the word of the Lord came to the prophet. Bible says that, yes, yes, yes. So God said, look, I want my word to pass through you. See, you got some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you prophets, and the word is just coming to you. You're not letting the word pass through you. If you just ate a bunch of food and could never go to the toilet and defecate, you would be in trouble. You would die very soon because some stuff just got to come out of you. Well, you need to understand as a prophet, for those of you that wonder, Apostle, why are you up here talking and preaching and teaching like this every day? Because I'm a prophet. And the word of God got to come through me. If not, it will kill me. One prophet said it's like fire. What? Shut up in my bones. And when you are a prophet of the Most High God, you got to let that mess. You got to let it out. You got to let it out. The word of the Lord came through the prophet. Hey, God. Now, 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 oftentimes... Prophets will speak God's word and rather deal with, with people killing them or crucifying them or, or doing whatever than to have to deal with God. I'd rather deal with an angry mob than to deal with an angry God. Angry mob, hey, you might can kill me or drag me or do whatever, chop my head off or whatever, but an angry God can send me to hell, to hell forever. Prophet, hey, God, so let, me let, this, let me let this word pass on through now. Let me let this word, then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains alone? That question is still being asked. New Testament, Old Testament, there's always been a problem with people wanting to put their concerns ahead of the concerns of God. And that is one way to get yourself cursed. That is one way to get yourself in serious trouble with God. In essence, all prophet Haggai was saying thousands of years ago was seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. I tell you, a lot of times God be saying the same thing. Old Testament and new. He just said it with a little different slant. Basically, what Haggai was saying was you got Seek first the kingdom of God. You can't be putting your house, your concern, your bills, your health, your anything ahead of God. Because once you upset God, then what God will do is he will see to it that everything else fall apart. And that's what happened in Haggai's day. People were building their houses. They were eating, but they couldn't get enough. They were drinking, but they couldn't get their fill. They were putting on clothes, but they couldn't get warm. They were doing, they, they making all kind of money, but God would let to cut a hole in their purse or, in other words, allow, come up with something crazy for them to have to spend it on. Why? Because they weren't seeking first. That was what's pleasing in the eyesight of God. I'm here as a living witness to let you know if you take care of God's business. Some of y'all wonder, Pastor, why you got to be preaching, teaching like this right here every day? How come? Because I understand that if you take care of God's business first, he'll be taking care of stuff you won't even know nothing about. God will be taking care of God because, see, what God's sitting back doing be looking at you and say, oh, okay, so you refuse to give to the work of the Lord. Oh, okay, you just decide. Then God said, all right, then let me, let me see. Uh, maybe I have a, 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 a sickness come to you that's going to cost you $5,000. Since you wouldn't, you wouldn't contribute $500 to the ministry, let me let you have a sickness. Hospital stay, it costs you $5,000 then. Since, okay, oh, okay, you just don't want to. You just don't want to, to, to help the work of the Lord go for God. So let me see if that car won't break down. Let me see if that, 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 if that uh, roof won't leak and, and flood that basement. Or, God, it be something crazy. God said, I'm doing the same thing in Haggai's day. Come on down here. Watch this here. Watch this. We've got to close this message now. Because God was displeased, and this is why you need a prophet. I told you you need a prophet. So you won't be just thinking that, that that disaster in your life is just disaster in your life. There's a reason for every disaster in your life and mine. There's a reason. Not just things are not just falling apart for nothing. Look at this. Now, people who talking about, okay, they're going to leave God's house in ruin. Look, 
Look at verse 5. Now this is what the Lord Almighty said. God said, give careful thought to your ways. God said, think about how things been going for you. You have planted much, but you've harvested little. You plant. Now normally, what you, when you plant much, normally much is supposed to come up. So what starts happening is when you don't take care of God's business first, normal rules that apply, God will fix it up so that don't even apply to you no more. That don't even apply. You planted much, but you've harvested little. Normally when you, you plant much, what? You harvest much. God says, uh-uh, I ain't even going to let that work for you. Normally, normal rules don't apply for you no more. Normally, if you don't smoke, you ain't going to come up with no counsel. God be like, all right, you never smoke. You work real, real hard not to ever smoke. God says, I'll fix it up, let you come up with counsel, lung counsel at that. Normal rules don't be applying. Stuff be, you know. Now, here's the thing. Because taking care of God's business, normal rules, won't all, they, they won't be applying to you in some things, too. God will fix things up where, okay, your mama had diabetes. Diabetes, your daddy had diabetes, your sisters and brothers got diabetes, you won't have no diabetes. So the same way that normal rules won't apply, see, that's called God's face. When you take care of God's business and you diligently strive to take care of God's business and see to it that God's business is taken care of, then God will make some normal rules that don't apply for you. Peter, you can't, normally you can't walk on water. Peter, how long have you been fisherman? You've been out on water all your life, ain't you? Yes, or Lord. Well, now this time, have you ever walked on it before? No, Lord. You walk on it this time. Normal rules don't apply to you. So we want to position ourselves so that the normal rules don't apply to us for the good. Not when the normal rules don't apply for us for the bad. God said you harvest, you planted much, but you harvested little. God said what you got to show for all your little efforts. Oh, all your little efforts. What have you got to show for? All your little hard work, all your little time, what have you got to show for? You planted much. I mean, you, 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 you did it. You, you See, normally the Bible says all hard work brings a profit, Proverbs 14, 23. But mere talk leads only to poverty. God said, what have you got to show for, for all of this where, where you've been doing? You planted much, but you've harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You know, and, and see, see, see now, now, God said, Robert, deal with this a little bit here. Because, again, this is normal rules not working for you. Here are individuals you can just eat and eat and eat and eat and still don't have enough. Whereas when Christ performed the miracle of the, the fish and the loaves, the Bible said all ate and were satisfied. Off of all, thousands and thousands of people had just a little something, but they were satisfied. You got, with, with, got plenty right by yourself and still not satisfied. Keep in mind, children of God, that God's thoughts are as high above ours as the heavens are the earth. Now, we look at a little, a little ant, and we see them as little stupid creatures, easily killed, easily. God is, is much, more, much more intelligent over us than we are over ants. God said, I'm more intelligent. I'm that much more intelligent over y'all, Robert, than y'all are over ants. Now, what is an ant going to do? Come on now. We see an ant just decide he's going to go on the war path. He just not going to. Well, we just take our finger and just mash him. One of the saints said, just mash him. God said, I can do that to any of you all at any time. God said, I can do that to all. God said, if I chose to, Robert, this is between me and you. But if I chose to, I could do that to creation. God said, remember, I am God. And beside me, there is none other. God said, y'all not just singing what a mighty God you serve. God said, I am a mighty God. God said, I could do that with creation. I could, God said, I can do that with solar systems, Robert. I could do that with galaxies. Woman of God prophesied to me years ago, spiritual mother, same one that told me I'd be going around the world preaching. She said that, that God, that, that anointing that you, she said this is probably about 30 years. She said the anointing you were going to carry, she said that God had to come to Mary in a lesser form. 
He had he had to come in a lesson form because if he'd come full strength, he'd have tore all apart. He said, God is going the anointing that you're going to carry. God is it's going to be like a dynamite. And sometimes, children, God, when God be talking to me and and, and I be it be feeling like I'm being I'm being uh, almost torn apart. You know, because I'd be like, Lord, I want to hear you. Lord, I want to hear you. God be like, you sure? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want to hear. I want to hear. And I just can't almost like a moth. Moth mess around, get too close to the flame. And his moth days in this life are finished. It's finished. Our God is, is, is so awesome that we cannot even comprehend him. He give us his spirit. Part of the reason why he give us his spirit is so that we can, we can grasp just a bit of him. Because without his spirit, he just, he's just far too, too awesome for us to even to awesome to deal with. But he give us his spirit so we can handle him. Thank you, Father. We, God said, if I don't give you my spirit, uh, and what God is flashing in my spirit now, is like, you know, a lot of times scientists, when they got to go in and work with uh, real, real biohazardous chemicals and different things, they got to put on them suits. Because you can't deal with this right here. With just some, with just a, a polo shirt and pair of jeans on, put on this suit, and that's kind of how the Holy Spirit is for us, children of God. So we can deal with the revelations of God, so that we can deal with the voice of God, so that we can deal with the power of God, so that we won't have to be torn apart by this great God that we serve. God said, "I give you my spirit. I give you my spirit. Keep you safe. Keep you protected." Leading guide you into all my spirit. God said, my spirit is the only way you can handle me. God said, I'm too awesome. Let's get ready to close, children of God. So we see normal stuff not working when we don't take care of God's business first. Be normal stuff. Now, we talked earlier today about how, you know, uh, 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 you know, God with, with Abraham and Sarah, remember, he was about 100, she about 90 years old. That's not normal. But because they were taking care of God's business, that was not normal stuff working for them. But here in Haggai's day, here's not normal stuff. Normally, you ought to be able to eat to a certain amount and be done had enough. God said, you'll eat. I'll fix it up so you eat and you never have enough. God said, I'll fix it up so you drink, but you won't, get, you won't have your fill. God said, I'll fix it up so you can put on clothes, but never keep warm. And here's the big one. And this, I see God getting people with this, like this, all the time. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with a hole in it. Now, what is that symbolic of? This is symbolic of God allowing you to make money. But then let crazy stuff come up to take your money since you won't do with your money, what you're supposed to. Since you won't do with your resources like you're supposed to. I mean, you picture you picture putting your money in a purse with a hole in it. As soon as you put it in, it done flew out through the hole. God come up with something crazy that it got to be spent on. Just be crazy. You'd be like, now where in the world did that come from? God, listen, listen, we, again, now we, we're looking at either God, either not normal stuff working for us or not normal stuff working, what, against us, all right? The nation of Israel wandered around in the wilderness how long? Forty years. How many new pair of shoes did they have to get? How many new uh, sets of clothing did they have to get? Not a one. God kept their shoes from wearing out. Can you imagine? You mess around and don't do like God wants you to do, and he'll let them brand new Air Jordans uh-oh, wear out. I was in here preaching one day. I'm going to use me as an example. Oh, man, I, over the years playing basketball, tournaments all up and all across the United States, they giving us sneakers. Friends of mine playing pro ball, have me take these sneakers. I had so many sneakers. And instead of taking them sneakers, and I'm talking about me now. Let me show you how the Holy Ghost get me now. Take, taking them sneakers and maybe giving them out, you know, to some friends or, or different with somebody that would use them, I stockpiled them. I was like, man, I ain't going to never have to get no more sneakers the rest of my life. Stockpiling them in the closet. 
and brought out one pair. I, I think I had just gotten to the place where this particular pair of sneakers I was ready to wear. They've been sitting up about 20 plus years and broke them out and was wearing them right in here preaching one day. And I might have been talking about greed. I don't know. Only thing I know is the shoes disintegrated on my feet. I've never seen I've never seen that happen before. Kind of scary now that you think about it. They just disintegrated things like they was just like supernatural. Mm -hmm. Both of them at the same time. I was like, what is the world? Well, them shoes should have been gave to for the matter. Them shoes should have been given out to somebody or, 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 or years ago. Years ago. Being greedy with some Nikes, nice black Nikes. I remember they gave them to us at the World Championship out in Venice Beach, California. They disintegrated on my feet, being greedy. So the same way God can supernaturally preserve you, God can supernaturally tear it up. Got your purse with a hole in it. Now, you say, Apostle, all right, we got the message now. How do we remedy this situation? Because as I've shared with you, God will not only describe your problem. What good is going to a doctor and all he can do is describe your problem? It's a funny commercial come on. It's very funny to me. I watched it one time. It's a commercial come on. And a uh, guy, you know, dressed up like a, a exterminator be in the house. And he'd be like, yes, got his clipboard. He'd be to the family. Yes, you, you all do have, uh, you do in fact have uh, termites. Yes, yes, you do. And uh, and the uh, wife and husband be like, okay, well, how much to get rid of them? He'd be like, oh, okay. I'm not an exterminator. I'm just a pest monitor. I'm just a pest monitor. I don't. I don't actually uh, kill termites. You know, and 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 the, and the commercial is, is as if saying, "Well, then what good are you if all you doing is letting us know what probably we already knew before you came? That's why we want you not only to be able to identify the problem, but we want to know from you how to." Fix the problem. God will not just identify your problem and my problem. God will give us comprehensive steps as to how to fix the problem. Verse 7 is how to fix the problem. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. First thing God says, you need to think about how you doing. How you doing the church. How you doing the work of God. How you doing the things that are important to God? Give, God said, you need to think. You need to be thinking. Give first, but God said, look, before I start trying to explain to you and to uh, get you to think, you think, have you been doing the work of God like you're supposed to? God said, look, just, you know. Have you been given to the work of God like you're supposed to? Have you been utilizing your gifts, your talents, your skills like you're supposed to? God said, I ain't going to tell you nothing first. First thing is you think about what you've been doing. God said, I'm hearing God. Does that look right to you? See, sometimes you got to, you know, folk go out and wash the car or vacuum a floor and do a sorry job. And you ask me, all right, now, how, how does that look? What that look like to you? How does that look to you? Because if that look right to you, then I know we really got some, we got some even bigger problems than what I thought. If not, then, then if that doesn't look right to you, then let's fix that. So God said, first thing is think. Then God said, all right, here's what you need to do. Verse 8, go up into the mountains, bring down timber, and build the house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, said the Lord. God said, get my house right. Don't keep explaining to me. Don't keep right on saying it's not time. Don't keep right on. What we say the subtopic was? Your time. Don't keep using your time, all of your time for what you want to do. God said, take care of my house first. God's still saying that. Oh, he just is not just a just all this is is a is an Old Testament way of saying Matthew six and thirty three seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness and all these things shall be added. It's just an Old Testament way of saying it. That's the thing about God; it ain't like He's saying a whole whole lot of new stuff. He's just kind of saying it in a kind of a new way. You know, I have a time a lot of times with my 
Nigerian brothers and sisters when I be there, you know, and they are like like something may cost one thousand three hundred of their money. You know, maybe we'll take a taxi or something and they'll charge you one thousand three hundred naira. That's maybe like ten, eleven dollars. And I'll be like thirteen hundred. You saying I'll be like I want to make sure you saying that. You'll take me there for 1300 No, 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 1300 I'd be like, man, because <laughs> see, some of them don't know that 1300 is the same as 1300 They'd be like, one, how much How much you take me across town, man, or uh, 1300 I'd be like, okay, 1300 you take me there for 1300 No, 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 no. I'd be like, what? 1300 1300 I'd be like, in my mind, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Well. This right here, you know, take care of God's business first in the Old Testament. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, Matthew 6. Same thing. Same thing. So that I may take pleasure in it. God said, look, put my pleasure ahead of your pleasure. And then God says, what I'll do is I'll give you a pleasure that nobody can take Say, Apostle, say that again. See, some of you are not happy. You're not happy in your little marriage. You're not happy on your little job. You're not happy in your little communities. You don't join the club. You don't like that. You got you some new shoes. You really don't like them. You got, you're not happy. Why? Because you ain't put God's pleasure first. I'm telling you, any one of you all out there that ain't really happy, ain't really enjoying life, ain't really, because you, you, ain't, you ain't put God's pleasure first. When you, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. I'm trying to tell you something. It ain't about how much money you got. You got people with, with millions in the bank put a gun to their head and blow their own brains out. It ain't about money. That's the trick of the adversary. Got you thinking, if you make enough money, you'll be happy. No, you won't. That's just another lie. If you make enough money, you, you'll be all right. And then you'll be all right. No, 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 no. Please God and you'll be all right. <laughs> Please God. You mess around and get God said that I may take pleasure in it. God said, get me, get me happy. Now, and God said, I'll miraculously get you happy. God said, look at that. You expected a whole lot. You were doing some stuff. You expected a whole lot. And look, look, look at, look at God said. But it turned out to be little. What you brought home, God said, I blew it away. You out there blaming the devil. Think the devil got your stuff. God's uh uh-uh. uh prophet tell him it ain't the devil, it's me. Cause they not pleasing me. I'm making sure they don't be pleased. God said, I blew it away. Uh uh-uh. uh, quit rebuking the devil. God said, Hey God, tell him, quit rebuking the devil. It ain't the devil. Some of y'all out there on the sound of my voice, it ain't God said it ain't the devil. It's me making sure you ain't happy because you not making me happy. What you brought home, God said, I blew it away. Why? God said, You you really you really want to know why? You you really want to know why? God said, because of my house. <laughs> God said, because you ain't, you ain't thinking about my house. And God said, I ain't thinking about making you happy. I ain't thinking about letting you enjoy life. You ain't trying to make me enjoy it. So God said, I ain't thinking about it. I'm telling you, God, like a mirror. Do something crazy in the mirror if you want to. Open up your nose real, real big and make like a pig face in the mirror. And see the only pig face be looking at you. God is be like a mirror. Now, what God have to do, God said, Robert, I got, one of the reasons I keep Satan around is because I, there's some things I can't do. Yes, children of God. God, some things, God said, I can't lie to nobody. But sometimes folk be lying, and they need to be lied to to reap what they have sown. Well, God said, I can't lie. So I let Satan lie to him. God said, when I'm finished with Satan, God said, Robert, you know what I'm going to do. Revelation 20 and 10, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. There they'd be tormented day and night forever and ever. So God, keep the devil around, because there's some things that we be doing, some crazy stuff that we be doing, that God be like, I can't do that back to you. But I got a creation, I got a creation that I can allow to do that to you. Sometimes we have sinned against somebody where we've sown that. Well, God said, I can't sin against you because God said, I can't sin. But I can let the devil sin against you. I can let demons sin against you. God said, when I want something done with them, I'm going to take them all, the whole kit and caboodle of them, right, throw them in the hell. But right now, see, y'all still be doing evil. 
And see, since I can't do evil to you, sometimes I have to allow evil to be done to you. Starts in my house in a ruin. Can you imagine? Starts in my house is in a ruin. See, understand, children of God, it's our responsibility to take care of the work of the Lord. It's our responsibility to take care of the house of the Lord. That's our responsibility. The upkeep of God's house is our responsibility, not God's. Because he has given us what we need. He has given us the resources. He's given us little jobs where we can make money. He's given us all kinds to take care of his stuff. God could do it, but he called for us to do it. Yeah, God could have God miraculously sent down a timber from the mountains and, and supernaturally constructed a house. God said, uh-uh, y'all do it. Go on and get in the mountains and bring some timber down here. Build my house, like I done told you. Because of my house, which remains ruined, while each of you is busy with his own house. You're doing your own thing. Own thing gets you sent to hell. Own thing will get you in trouble with God. Therefore, because of the because of you, the heavens have withheld their due. The earth has withheld this crops. God said, "I call for a drought." Uh, uh-uh, uh, don't be trying to rebuke the devil off the off the clouds. God said, "Uh, uh-uh, I call for a drought." You got to know the difference between when God is doing something to you and when He's letting the devil do something to you. I, God said, "I call for drought on the fields, the mountains, the grain, the new wine, the oil." And whatever the ground produces, men, women, cattle, on the labor of your hand. Now, I told you, you keep right on to nickel and dime and God, and he's going to see to it that the, the labor of your hand be nickel and dime, too. Keep right on now. Let's keep right on. Then you'll be wondering, where, why this happened, happened to me? Well, God, remember how you, how you treated his house, how you treated his kingdom, how you treated his, 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 his work. God, remember. God said, I'm going to call for a drought on the labor of your hands. Now, when you got a drought on the labor of your hands, that means you can't get no employment. God sent back saying that when I allowed you to have gainful employment, when I allowed you to make all kind of money, I allowed you to have all kind of promotions, do all kind of things you won't even think about me. Now, I, I'm going to call. Now, I'm calling for a drought on the labor of your hands. Now, let me see you find a job. Now, let me see. See, let me see. Let me see you get blessed real good. I was reading today article on the thing about, I'm going to give his name out. And different things, but one of the uh, a former star player for Duke University played in the NBA, did real well at Duke. You know, went off NBA, played about twelve years in the NBA, made all kind of millions and millions of dollars. Is on the verge of, of bankruptcy after all of that, after all of that, and now on the verge, verge of bankruptcy. Now I don't know, and I, I ain't saying, but a lot of times that kind of thing, when you see individuals go through that kind of thing, a lot of times. It be because when they were doing very, very well, they weren't thinking about God. They weren't thinking about the things of God. They weren't thinking about the kingdom of heaven. They weren't thinking about sowing into the kingdom of heaven. So now, all of that that you done made, all of that that done came in, now you're looking at having to to declare bankruptcy. You will never go wrong sowing into the kingdom of God. You, You won't go wrong. You won't. You just won't go wrong. You just won't go wrong. But that's what God tells us to do. You how are you gonna go wrong sowing abundantly into the kingdom of God? How is that possible? How is that possible? And that's what God wants you to do. We listen. We're never gonna go wrong doing what God wants us to do. How are we gonna go wrong studying God's word to show ourselves approved unto God? How how, how are we gonna go wrong with that? How you gonna go wrong obeying God? Now you may it may be some things that don't look quite like you know, and may you may have to go through some difficult times. But but in the long run, doing like God say always has the greatest payoff. God bless you, saints. Heaven smile on you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's get three quick questions. We may have to get them. Yeah. Taking care of God's business means what? What does that mean when we take care of God's business? Two, quickly. All right, we want to position ourselves so that what does not apply to us. 
We want to position ourselves with God so that what does not apply to us. All right, and then question three, very simply, what is it, whether Old Testament or New Testament, what are we supposed to put first? Saints, the Lord bless you all in heaven, smile on you. Those of you that are parts of the ministry, remember it is the first day of the week. Let us be obedient in our offering. God bless you and heaven, smile on you. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristiansonchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc feel free to join us on talk show spreecast youtube and itunes at 90 to 6 p.m daily on talk show call 724-444-7444 enter id 17959 on spreecast type in robert bryan on youtube and the christian center church channel you can see excerpts of apostle robert bryan on youtube donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.